Hey, Brooke, how are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? Very good. Thank you. And good. guys, uh, you know what? Just to be just to, to full disclosure, we talk before I get we get on here, but that's like the best way that I found to like start this off, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you don't mind. It's great. Excellent. All right. So um, go ahead, Brooke. You were going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I was going to just run it up to, you know, we talked a couple of podcasts ago about like our journeys and how they're all so different and, you know, about healing and what kind of happens after healing and how tough healing can be. And Chris was telling a story about um, a guy he knew who was an overcomer and had overcome a lot and who was seeing some blessings coming his way now. And we have him here. <laughs> Yeah, so we were going to go ahead and, and interview him and uh, just share someone else's story with all of you guys. So we'll go ahead and bring him in now. Molly, how are you, my friend? Hey, how are you? Awesome, brother. Good to see you. And thank you so much for joining Good. us. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, Brooke. Oh. Hi, Mike. So, <laughs> so Chris has known you a little bit. This is my first time meeting you, right? Yeah, first time. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Oh, so, you know, we kind of like brushed on in the beginning about that, you know, we all have different journeys. You know, healing looks different for all of us. Our journeys are so different from one another. Um, but we were wondering, so we talked about your journey just a tad in, in a previous podcast. And I figured we'd start off with just kind of, you know, a little picture of who you were before you kind of shifted and transitioned. Mm, absolutely. So what kind of, you know, before all this, before this healing, you know, who was your personality? Like, who were you like a little bit, or, you know, I'm sure you're a little different now, but what was this, what was this guy before healing? Okay, I mean, I, I could take up a whole show of 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 uh, you know who I who I was if I go far back enough because I've changed you know quite a bit, um, but I, you know, growing up as a teenager, you know, my father passed away when I was uh, very young. I think I was eleven years old, and I had a single mom and and um, kind of didn't live in the greatest area in the world and had a had a, had a big struggle. So at the time, I didn't know it, but, you know, moving forward, I, I actively took that out on the world. Um, I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, I, uh, I got into bodybuilding. I was very uh, aggressive uh, with a very, very short temper, but I always had a big heart, specifically if you knew me. Um, I got into drugs for a long time. Uh, I met a woman um, who's my wife today, and she basically, you know, without her, I wouldn't have changed. She's from Brazil. She's very spiritual. She has the patience of, you know, more than anybody I've, I've ever known. And she just walked me through this whole thing over the last 26 years where I made some big gains in the, the most recent changes have probably been within the last year or so. But if you were wow. to- So she met you as is, like she met this other guy and there was something that she said, I dig him. 
mm-hmm. you know, but it was before, yeah. you know, she saw something in you. Yeah. And, and I, of course I hit it well, you know, I hit it well, but once, you know, in, into the marriage, things started to surface, there was no more denying. She really dealt with me on like a yo-yo up and down roller coaster basis for a long time, a really long time. And only up until the last two years has has it gotten to the point that she's completely happy. She's completely content. Our relationship is just amazing and it's went through its phases and she's able to see the, the massive change of who I was to who I am today. I mean, I, I, I was in jail. I was a criminal. I used drugs. I got involved with a lot of things. This person today wouldn't take a piece of candy from a store, you know? So it's, it, it was a dramatic change. That's well, so obviously she loves you. You loved her from the jump. But when was it, like, when did you say, like, enough is enough? Did she tell you enough is enough? Mm-hmm. Or did something in you kind of know enough was enough? I think she she never did. She she's. She did, she threatened, but she saw me trying. During my addiction, during all my ups and downs, I never stopped trying. I did everything that was asked of me. I went to rehabs, I, I did everything. So, you know, there, was, there were times where I was a little bit more resistant, I'm sure, but for the most part, I was um, a functioning uh, drug addict. So I worked, I, I, held, a, um, I held a good job and, and uh, you know, there, there was food on the table, you know, we struggle here and there, but for the most part, she was in it for the long haul. She always told me that when she met me, she, she felt that she knew me. No doubt. You know, felt that she knew me and she has stood by me through thick and thin. Now you were saying that, that she has been touching on uh, spirituality for like 26 years. Is that something that you never really resonated with? In and out times. Um, we w- my wife went down a path herself in the sense of uh, spirituality. I mean, nothing like my path, but, um, uh, and it was like cardicism, you know, it was all a couple of different types, maybe, you know, a little bit of Ubanda in Brazil, mm-hmm. you know, just like, who we are today is really pieced from all the different things we've been involved with and all the different people that we've met. Yeah. It's literally like a puzzle, you know? So all of those little things, you know, contribute to who we are exactly today. If you don't mind me asking, because I feel like this is such an, a crucial point in that you both felt like you knew each other or at least she felt like she knew you prior or when you guys first met, but you're, but she's from Brazil and you're from the States. How did you meet? Well, I was working in, in a a friend of mine's bartending school and she was living in Manhattan and the company was in Manhattan and she was here on a visa and wanted to stay and wanted to become a bartender. So she came in to sign up and, and then, you know, it led uh, to the first date. And um, I would think it, it was approximately nine months after I met my wife that we were married. Wow. Yeah, it, it happened extremely quick. I knew that this was the person for me. She knew I was the person for her. And there was no 
there were, there was no doubt in, in either one of us once once we met. So we really believe we're we're soulmates. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'd say. I agree. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I just love the idea that you guys are from like two parts of the world and and you know just met like that and soulmates I completely agree with and it's just that's a beautiful story but Brooke you had a did you have something there no it was basically so then what I was thinking was you know so did you guys just was this like a gradual crawl along the way for both of you in your journey or was there like something massive like something that really impacted you say two years ago to really make this like solid change and feel different about who you are it, it was a crawl yeah. <laughs> it was a long caterpillar crawl <laughs> yeah it felt like an eternity but something clicked recently and like everything just fell into pl- pl- to place. I was searching for more. I was going through my ups and downs. My wife put me in touch with Chris. Chris said some things that made sense. I focused on the things that he told me to focus on. And during that, I spent a lot of time on YouTube. I've studied everything from, you know, quantum sciences and quantum entanglement and quantum physics to, to chakras and what each one means. And like, I, I'm a person who dives really deep when I'm interested into something. And since, you know, the pandemic, I've had some free time and the pandemic as well, being able to settle and, and not, you know, work 45, 50 hours, 60 hours a week, like I was doing, it fed into it. There was so many different variables, but it's, it was a really slow crawl and, probably a lot slower for my wife. Like I, I honestly would have given up if I were in her shoes, I would have given up years ago, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A, true, a true testament to that soulmate type of mentality and feeling that she had. Cause soulmates are not just a, a, a mental thought. It's, it's absolutely a feeling like you just know something is special here. Or something, something larger is possible. Yeah, you you know that you uh, you can't really live without the other person, Absolutely. and and uh, I, I honestly thought she was insane. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there was no um, anything b- between us in the sense of other relationships or anything like that. It was just I was a person that was pulled down with drug addiction who was constantly trying to stay afloat. And most people would have gotten tired of it and have given up. Mm-hmm. She just it never, never was ever a thought. And the devotion I saw through her kind of cleared up a lot of things in, in my life prior to her that I wasn't accustomed to be in love that way. I didn't, I didn't know it was possible. Gotcha. You know, so for me, it was a big, uh, you know, like I just didn't, I didn't imagine there would be somebody in the world who would stick by you like that. So she was doing it for so I'm sorry, Brooke, were you going to say something? No, no, I was just going to say, you know, like we got the past and we don't want to spend too much time there because mm-hmm. we've moved from there now. You know, it's like now we're in a whole different place. I'm OK with it. Though. I'm OK with it. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it because I think it's so inspiring for so many because a lot of the kids I work with who are around that 11, 12 year old age, 
And I see this magic in them. A lot of them are having issues right now. And some of the teachers have issues with them, but like, I see this magic in them and I know that their journey is going to take them somewhere. So it's inspiring to hear, you know, your story. But um, we've also heard that you were battling an illness and are, are you still battling illness? I, I am. Prior to my um, prostate cancer diagnosis, I was already uh, on like, you know, the correct path. I, I was there already. I had been meditating a long time. Mm -hmm. I was doing all the things that, you know, I, I should be doing. And the news of it is, you know, I mean, of course, you know, we're, 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 we're human and it pulled me down for a little bit, but you know, we're all on top of it. We're all positive. It, it's, it's, it's more like it's, it's a nuisance more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have heard that um, a couple years, Brooke, if I would have heard the news a couple years ago, I'm a hundred percent sure the reaction, I, I would have gotten worse because I, I, I had no foundation. My foundation was really broken. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I'm sorry, I kind of skipped this. My son, um, he was diagnosed uh, with a heart disorder a couple of years ago. And like I said, there's many different variables. So he's okay today. But what we went through as a very close family, which we've always been, um, was all part of the little pieces of trauma in my life that allowed me to evolve to where I am today. Because without that trauma, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It's a great point because we all have it. And sometimes we dwell on it. And it was what well, now, obviously, I would assume you stopped focusing on the, the drama and started to focus on what to start to build yourself up and that positivity. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Excuse me. I've always tried to focus on other things. I, I'm a sales manager. I'm a very busy father. I work as a carpenter. I play the drums. I'm in the garden. I hike. I'm a bicyclist. I go to the gym. I do like a million things, but I did a million of these 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 things and never felt that I was one thousand percent. I put my focus on each one. What allowed me to do that was finally understanding how to meditate. I've tried my whole life how to meditate. And then one day somebody said something to me and I applied it. And all of a sudden I was able to meditate, having no idea what to expect. Like I, when I really look back, I thought, why was I meditating? Like, what was I looking to get? But um, what continued, what made me want to continue to do it was just to have your mind relax for some part of my busy day. That, that's, that's what made me do it. That's what kept me coming. Then I just started noticing life getting better, like all around better, like in everywhere I turn better. And, and mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling that heaviness anymore. And I, I just started to transform right in front of my eyes. And my wife kept saying like, you know, you've changed so much. I've never seen anybody you know, change this way before. It's just, it's an incredible thing. It's all about like my, my belief system. When I believe in something wholeheartedly, like I mentioned before, I really, really dive deep into it. So that's what I did with meditation. That brought me to, to other things. It brought me to um, 
uh, other places like like the chakras and 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 you know the the this quantum sciences and as all these things mixed together, my belief system grew more, and then then better things started happening. I won't I, I won't get into that because I know you're going to want to ask me. <laughs> but, no, I got you because once you go down that rabbit hole, there's no going back. Once no. you see, you can't unsee it. You know, yep. and it doesn't mean life is always going to be simple from here on out. It doesn't mean it's going to be smooth because as long as we're here, we're on this journey yep. and we're always going to have obstacles to overcome. But man, it's like, yeah, you can't go back once you've been there, huh? No way. <laughs> no way. I, 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 I've got an, uh, a taste of this, this world where things work. My, my reality is nice. You know, and I'll never want to to put myself in that situation again. And I know it's the secret of it is, you know, the basic fundamental things like the chakras and, you know, just keep keep moving forward with that. Question for you. You said that somebody gave you a tip about a like a meditation key, something that just clicked in you. Would you mind sharing what that tip was? Yeah, it's kind of a real simple one, as I'm assuming a lot of them are. So like the average person tries to meditate by just kind of chasing their thoughts away yeah. or just trying to think of nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm like I, I never understood how do you think of nothing? But when people yeah. explain how to meditate, that's what they said I had to do. I had to think of nothing. And my mind. Like if you if you knew the old me, you would understand how impossible that was because I was going a thousand miles an hour 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So I think it all started when it, when I downloaded some app and, and, and listened to the guided meditation and the, and the person had me focusing on just my breathing, mm. and nothing more than that. And I just was able to do that. And then when a thought came in, he explained how you would just gently nudge it aside and then pull everything back to, to where you were. And just, just that was enough. I was able to, to calm my mind down more. And, and then it just became like an addiction. I just wanted to do it all the time, every day. I felt like I had to. Yeah, I call it the meditative dance, that what you just described, because that everybody does that. And everybody everybody's mind will move away from your center, whatever that is. So, yeah, that's awesome that uh, you you got that tip. That's cool. Was that Calm, do you know, the, the app that you downloaded? <clears throat> I've used Calm later. Um, actually, it was a very, oh, my God. It, it was an Australian. Uh, hmm. It's a very common, I mean, they've grown quite a bit since I used them but it's I, I I forgot what it is but they're on Spotify they have their own app and it's it's an Australian Australian man's voice and it's it's a soothing voice but it was really the something clicked when I was like okay so it's not nothing I'm supposed to focus on my breathing that'll work you know so did you ever like when you were meditating and you were like beginning to see these changes in your life did you that were for the better and i'm because i'm curious about this um did you ever focus on happiness or like building and cultivating happiness inside of you or love or was it just the being centered in your mind um 
That's a good question. The, the center didn't come for a while. I had a great support system with my family. Mm -hmm. I, we, we're a very, very tight family. My, my, my wife and two children, we do everything together. So I, so I had this very strong support system. So the love was always there. I always had that backup. It was just calming my mind down just enough so that I could think. I mean, I, I, I've suffered a lot of trauma when I was younger. You know, um, I was sexually abused when, when I was a child. Um, and they, there were issues that I just didn't address. You know, I, I thought to myself, well, it happened, but, you know, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm past it. But if you don't really get to the core of those things, they just manifest in different ways, you know. And with me, it was drug use. It was fights. It was it was just negative things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. my wife got into the picture and she kind of guided me down a road that made it a little bit easier for me. But like I said, it was an extremely long, long road. Yeah, because you bring up the abuse. And those are the times that kind of like these defense mechanisms kick in in our body and put up that wall, exactly. you know, that where that tough side comes in, where that, you know, wall comes in and we get to this point in our lives where that's no longer a threat anymore. Some people hang on to that wall and don't bring it down. Mm -hmm. And the healing comes when you realize, okay, that tough side worked. I needed that then. And it maybe is what got me through that trauma you know, made me feel a little tougher after that. But then you get to a point where it doesn't serve you anymore. You don't need that wall. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it just seems like with you, it was like magic that when you got that wall out of the way, just all of you showed up. Yeah, it was an accumulation for so, like so many times, book like a roller coaster. And then it was just the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, the floodgates opened, whatever you want to call it. And I got a taste of like how I could be a person and, and I ran with it. And I just started really um, applying myself. You know how people tell you, you have to have a positive attitude. Yeah, you do. But like, where do you get positivity from? You, you fake it till you make it. No, it didn't work. Not, not for me. I, I'm a person who really analyzes things and it's always been, you know, one of my problems and I couldn't get past it. So once you are able to get past the trauma and understand what it was, it's almost like just there's weights lifted off your shoulder and now you can fly. Yeah. Was it? Well, it Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, was it the meditation that helped you get past that trauma or was it just the combination or the accumulation of everything else? The family, all their support, your calming the mind, uh, and, you know, what? Was it a combination of everything or? It was definitely a combination. I kind of put myself through my own type of thera therapy. Um, I faced what was done to me. I cried about it. I talked about it to my okay. family. I let it all out on the table till I did it several times until there's nothing left. And with each time I grew yeah. and I grew. But the, but the, the point is, is just, pushing it down and pretending it doesn't exist along with all the other things I was pushing down, like my, my father dying when I was a little kid and all these other things, they just kept pe pop popping up. And it got to the point, like, I didn't want to lose my wife. I know what I put her through. It's time 
to apply myself even more than I have over these years to get past it all. And there was just a gift waiting for me on the other side. Like the old Mike is, is like, I, I joke, I say, you know, I buried him in the backyard myself. He's, he's just gone. He's just not here anymore. So it's very my, strange. Uh, my heart just filled up so much when you were talking about crying and letting it all out, because that's something in this world, it's, it's, it seems to be harder for men yeah. you know, who have gone through abuse because, you know, we're told, you know, you don't cry, you don't this, you don't that. And my, my thing is that crying is so healing mm -hmm. and you're letting so much out of you. And just to hear the support system you have, that you were supported by people who allowed you to talk and that you even got to a point where you can talk because women, I think it's easier for them to talk about this stuff. I know men sometimes go to their grave, never letting this out. Absolutely. And yeah. just the fact that you were able to get this out and talk about it is just amazing in itself. It, it is, you know, for, for some reason, I, I was, I was somebody who was um, born into this world without caring much about things that a lot of other people cared about like i i wasn't i, I understand that we've had this persona that you got to be macho and all that stuff but i you know back then i just never was you know i was a marine that was crying you know but i, I was somebody who would probably you know get into a fight very quickly with somebody and usually win you know i i was very I, I was a combination of things, but the pain was so strong. I mean, how many people can you beat up? How many things can you do? The pain was there that I kind of had no choice. I had to face what was done and live through that. There was no option. It wasn't even like I was doing it to, to get better. It was like I, I, ha I had no option. It was like this has to be done. Wow. You can't hold it anymore. So this is really cool that I just turned the car on a few minutes ago to check the time because I didn't want to keep you too long. And my radio was turned up. The song that was just on was David Bowie's Under Pressure. <laughs> and you were just talking about how this builds up. And so I was like, how perfect that that song, if you watch it back a few minutes ago, you might hear when I did that. But it was Under Pressure was the song that was on. There's no coincidences. There's no there absolutely is not. I mean, I, I like, I just feel your spirit and I love your spirit so much. Mm -hmm. What is it like? What is the beauty that you're seeing in the world or in your life now that you did not see before? Well, wow. Um, <laughs> everything, like every single thing. I can take a walk in a park and I'm like a two year old. You know, I'm fascinated. I'm chasing butterflies. I'm very empathetic now. And I feel everything kind of too much, to be honest with you. Yeah. But they said it's just like a period. Um, but I'm feeling everything. And, and, you know, to get back to your question, the beauty is I've discovered I actually might like people. <laughs> yeah. You know? That, that, that was kind of mind-blowing for me. Um, I got to get my husband to that place. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 it's possible. You know, I'm living through it. But everything, like, I, I've gotten joy. I have joy in, in anything and everything. It's, it's insane. Like, food, a flower, 
a bug, a car, my wife, her hair, her shoes. Like, it's just crazy. I, I'm living another life. Yeah. I really am. You, it's just weird. And you've told me about some of the experiences that you've had <laughs> over the past year. I would love it if you could share a few because some of them are just mind-blowingly amazingly beautiful and i just feel like there's such a, a testament to some of the stuff that you start to notice when you go through the healing process that you are going through and have gone through already well one of the things i put out there to the universe is i didn't want conflicts with people anymore i i i, I didn't want to go to a store and be stressed i didn't want to argue with people. I, I didn't want to ever argue with people again. And I meditated on it and I meditated on it and I meditated on it. And then guess what? It just happened. Mm -hmm. So what I realized, and I really got to start writing this stuff down because I'm starting to forget how many of the, it's, it's daily. It, it's daily. Mm -hmm. I noticed that people were willing to move mountains for me like literally move mountains, like strangers. People like would look at me as if I was glowing. They would, I went to get an area. I'll give you one story that just popped into my head. And Chris, I don't even think I told you this one. Okay. I went to get a haircut and I don't know, that was about a, a, about a month ago. Guy working there was this really big guy. He, he's probably my age, but like very, masculine a really big guy and I, I looked at his reviews and i saw he had a lot of issues according to those reviews but i'm not judging so i called him up and i asked for a haircut and immediately when we get there he started talking about the reviews he brought it up and i he goes well what made you come in here i said well you're close and, and I never met you, so I can't judge, you know, what other people are saying. You know, I'll judge it after this experience. Well, me and this guy hit it off that he ended up, he's, 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 uh, he told me that I was going to come into his life today, that somebody was going to come into his life with a very strong presence, and he then meditate, um, prayed over me. I'm in the barber chair. I, I, it's my first time in a barbershop here. And he's he was praying over me because he said I had such a strong aura about me. So like things like this are always happening. And then he told me that he wrote a book. And then he said, I want you to have this book, you know, and he gave me a, a copy of the book and, and, and the whole, like he didn't even want to take my money. You know, and, and this is this is the kind of stuff that, you know, it just sounds so weird, but it, it's it's stuff like that. It's it's things that you're just amazed. I I I, I went to my mechanic because I, I thought I, I mean, I saw that I had a weak uh, um, a nail in my tire. I saw it. <laughs> I'm positive that I saw it. So I brought it to the mechanic. He stopped what he was doing on a Monday morning. The guys closed on the weekend and there had to be. I don't know, 10 cars in there and at least six or seven people. I walked in, he came to the counter as soon as he saw me. I don't know him from Adam. And, and he, and he said, can I help you? And I said, I have a leak in my tire, but you look really busy. 
you know, is maybe I can come back at another time because it's, you know, it's a nail, it's inside, it's just leaking very slowly. He said, no, 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 I can take you right now. He just stopped what he was doing. He took the keys from me. He drove it inside. And he just went crazy trying to find this leak, like really crazy, though, not, you know, casually. He was really searching, like he really wanted to find it. And then he came to me apologizing that he couldn't find it instead of like, you don't have one. He didn't say, like, you don't have a leak. He apologized that he couldn't find it. So he took the tires off the rims. And then he saw that there was a little tiny crack in the rim. So he fixed it. Now, we're going on about an hour and 15 minutes now. He fixed it. He sanded. There's there's sparks in the air. He fixes everything. He, he drives it outside. He brings it to the, he walks into the front of the store. And he's all smiling. He gives me the keys. He goes, there you go. All done. I'm like, okay, what, what's the bill? He goes, no, nothing for you. What? I go, what do you mean nothing for me? He goes, no, no, I'm not taking your money. I said, are, are you kidding me? Like, what, what do you mean? He's like, nope, nope, go ahead, goodbye. And I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's it's these these things all the time. I can tell you so many of them it's and, and people going out of their way and, and one of the things that um i've been into is trying to really create my reality and i've been testing it in different ways okay. this is just a little bit off of, of from from what you had mentioned uh, you had asked and another story is that i visualized winning the pick three just to prove to my wife. <laughs> and, I, and I literally did it with intentions. I didn't choose a number. It was a random number. And I, um, I imagined every step, step of the way from purchasing the ticket to winning the ticket. I'm talking the smells, the every, every step of the way to the store. It took a, it took a while. I bought the ticket. I came home and I said to my wife, I'm going to check check the app in my phone at 120 and you're going to see these numbers come out and I'm going to tell you that I won. Mm -hmm. And then we meditated on that. And the exact thing happened. Like, exact. Oh my God. But not just exact. Like, these are almost like deja vus. You know, it's not yeah. like, the, yeah, like it just happens. It's It's so strange. You know what, after meeting you, this is not strange. You know, before I met you, Mike, and we went into this podcast, I was thinking, like, I know that you're going through this illness. I know that, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, during this podcast, I'm going to send him like so much love and healing is what I was saying to myself. But now that I meet you and I see your spirit and I see your light, I feel like I've received healing from you just from, I mean, from hearing your voice, from hearing your story, like. I, I feel your light. So it's no doubt the people that you're seeing on a daily basis, there's no hiding that light. Exactly. There's no hiding it. I, and I'm so, I'm so grateful for what you said. And, and, and it honestly, it hits me so hard emotionally. You know, it, it actually brings tears to my eyes. Wow. It really. I mean, I, I've been feeling you this whole time. I just like, you are such a light and I am so glad that you have made this journey and where you're at now. And I know that everywhere you go, you are touching people. <laughs> yeah. 
so much. Thank you. I really feel your words are so important to me because <laughs> I've heard such the opposite. <laughs> Literally the complete opposite most of my life. And I never imagined I could be this person. Never. Yeah. Man, you nailed it. Like you nailed it. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. Well, the healing energy that you've put into this world is tremendous. Yeah. And the universe is simply saying, thank you, my friend. Thank you. I you think know? so. I think you're exactly right. It's feels like Chris never told you, but my saying is heal yourself, heal the world. Exactly. And it's like the I've, best I've thing you could it. have done for this universe is the work that you did on yourself to heal. And now you're touching so many people. <laughs> it, it's like I'm starting to understand that it was work, but it just, you know, I just thought it was a difficult life. What, what happened is I think is I, I'm, I was really resistant. I just never gave up on anything. I just kept trying and trying. And I learned so much in my lifetime. Like if I, if I, if I told you the people that I've met, the things that I've done, you, you, I could write a book. Everybody who knows me says I should write a book. I, I should absolutely write a book. So yeah. all of that created this. I just didn't feel good about it up until like recently you know all of a sudden you know the whole world opened up to me and i'm just walking on on air all the time all the time well i feel like you opened up to the world and the world <laughs> is responded to that <laughs> yeah that's amazing it, it Yo, sure okay is. so mike um oh did i cut you off i'm sorry did you no oh so when all said and done with everyone out there that's listening to you and your amazing, incredible story, um, like what is something, what is some advice that you could give to someone that's maybe going through this process story, hasn't even touched it yet, but is looking for that, that, I don't know, that something to, to, to start that journey of going inward. Like what is, what's something that you can tell some, uh, share some wisdom with, with somebody. I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. Not at all. Um, the thing, one of the things that I feel that really helped me is my open-mindedness to things. I always had an open mind. I was willing to listen to anybody. I will listen to a three-year-old child. I, I believe I can learn from anything and anybody. Mm -hmm. And I was very naturally curious. So you got to ask questions. You got to be curious and you got to not give up. You just can't give up no matter how many times you fail. You don't look at them as failures. They're just steps to get you to where, you know, you want to be. And out of nowhere, it, it'll just happen. It's not like a lot. I mean, I imagine this would be like a progress, which it was. But when it really happened, it just a switch went off and, and the old me's gone. So that should be the goal for people who are, who are unhappy uh, who they are. Also, you got to get honest, because if, if your foundation is broken in any way, shape or form, you have zero to build on. A building doesn't, you know, stand with broken foundation. Nothing does. So if you don't get to the root of the problem and listen to the advice of people like you, I mean, you, the advice you gave me, I really took it to heart. Like I jumped off of the bridge with it and I just did it because it felt so sincere so yeah if I was a closed-minded person 
you know, I would I, I wouldn't have taken that advice. So like open mindedness is huge for me. You got to be willing to, to listen to anybody and focus on your foundation. Don't lie to yourself. There's right. it's really fundamental. Yeah, I think that honesty is the key. I always tell people, I'm like, I can't help you if you don't give me 100% of your junk. Yeah. You know, if you're hiding something or not being honest with yourself, you know, nobody else knows how to help you. No. You're going to put that junk out there. You have to. It's, it's hard. It hurts. But you have to. Or you'll Another never... thing we always say is how painful healing is. Oof. That that process in the middle where you're, you, know, you, gotta, you have to get it out before you can let go of it. And that part there is the part that hurts the most is why people keep themselves from getting <laughs> to that point. They don't want to feel it. Yeah. And they medic, they self-medicate with drugs and alcohol. And, and that just makes it manifest in other directions in other ways. And I couldn't see it all, any of that for, for a long time. And it's, it's good to be part of the world. It really is. <laughs> it feels good. I am so happy you're part of the world. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, after you started this healing journey, like when you when that click finally made and I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're going to end, you know, in a second here. I apologize. But uh, how long did that take you to like from when you said, OK, I got to start really doing something to now where you at where you're at? It was two. Years. Well, I, I really had to do something 20 years ago, but when, when it got to the point where I was just so unhappy and fed up with everything from my job to just everything, even my marriage uh, uh, for, for a while there, um, I would say about four years ago, I just really started working on me. I lost weight. I stopped thinking the way I did. I opened my mind up more than it was. I, I, I stayed curious. I did things that I didn't think I would ever do. I showed interest in things when, when normally I wouldn't have. I just kind of went in the opposite direction. Didn't take no for an answer. You know, I just kept plugging along. And I mean, I wish I could tell you what it is that made me just keep going, but I just, I couldn't put my finger on it. I really couldn't. I just never gave up at anything ever, you know? And, and I think that was a big part of it. And it, it got me here. Cause if I, if I did give up, I wouldn't be here. You know, mm -hmm. God broke. If you have, did we? I was just saying like, dude, I don't get mushy often, <laughs> but man, like Mike it is just like, it is like blessed me to meet you. <laughs> like, uh same about you guys. I, I, I this oh. is the, I'm listening to you. I listen to this podcast. Nice, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Yeah. I, listen, yeah. I, I meditate to the podcast. I listen to you guys all the time when I'm on my bicycle. So yeah, it's great. To, I mean, you're you're part of this story too. You oh, know, that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, your the words that you guys said helped me push forward as I was listening to you and, and my wife was listening to you before I was listening to you. And of course she would tell me, tell me, tell me. So, you know, you, you, you're just a, a bigger part to me. <laughs> Believe oh me. You, really uh, well, you, you know, we love you, Mike, for sure. I love you too. I love yeah. you too. Thanks brother. I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss you. Mike's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to have you in my life somehow. I <laughs> I'll come on anytime you like. I appreciate that. Yeah, Mike's awesome. 
Big Chris. You really, um, you did a lot, you know. You gave me some advice. Uh, I took it really um, to heart and, and I applied myself, but you, you, you pushed me to focus on something and you knew, you knew things. You, you knew about my prostate, I believe. Mm-hmm. You knew before I did. Mm-hmm. You knew something was up. And, um, you know, like a lot of people, uh, I think they might think that, no, you know, he, he's, he's gotten cancer. He sees things different. But this started way before that. And, and it started, um, it really caught on fire after our conversation on that Sunday when your fan started going by itself. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I thank you so much. Hey Mike, we thank you, brother. I mean, really it, you did, you did all the work, man. And that is what matters. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life and to have you join us today. So thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks. Bob. All right, brother. We will talk to you soon. All right. I appreciate it very much. You coming on and sharing your story and your time. Oh, I was happy to do it. I was very happy to do it. Thank you guys for your time. Brooke, nice meeting you. Hope we talk again soon. Yes. Nice meeting you. <laughs> All righty. Take you care, too. guys. You too. You too. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. So that is our buddy, Mike. <laughs> He's awesome. Oh my God. Like I couldn't even begin to fathom how amazing this man is. You know, I mean, you just feel his light, you feel his love, you feel his spirit. I mean, that is just amazing. And just, I'm happy to know that somebody like him is out there in another part of this, you know, world. <laughs> yep. And, and to everybody out there, you know, we wanted to share, Brooke and I wanted to share Mike's story with you guys. One, because it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely amazing, but hopefully it inspires you to keep going or to start you know, that journey inward so that you can begin whatever healing process that you need, because at the other end of that rainbow is exactly the type of stuff that Mike's talking about, uh, that happiness and just the new person that he is. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like I received so much healing from him. I just, I, I feel so healed just hearing him. We all have, I think. Yeah. Because he has put so much healing energy into this world. I, Yeah. There's no, in my mind there, we all have for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. amazing yeah so thank you i'm not going to channel today if that's okay that's fine mike mike did all the channeling (laughs) yeah i'd say i mean like i said spirit definitely came through him because Mm -hmm. i mean i i I feel like i felt him the whole time you know and and i don't have anything to even relate to that Mm -hmm. you know like i said i've I've had a semi-charmed life like there's nothing in me that can even relate to the pain he's going through but somehow the whole time i just felt him in my heart Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah so happy i got to meet him yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna have a great rest of my evening now <laughs> <laughs> well thank you brooke appreciate that too thank you you're welcome thank Mike. <laughs> definitely and thank you all too for tuning in and listening and all appreciate you very much all of you thank you thank you you're welcome take care talk to you all soon <laughs>